Kia ora, very good morning everyone. Welcome into to Trot's Talk. Yes, brought to you by HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz for everything you need to know about harness racing. Everything is there. Stories every day. Race meetings full of form and commentary and selections. Trials, the whole lot. And a whole lot more information if you don't know too much about harness racing. hrnz.co.nz. What have you got for you on the show today? We've got some big names. Starting with Mark Purden had Don't Stop Dreaming at Manangle last night. More about that shortly. Barry Purden and Scott Phelan. They've taken Merlin across there to take on Don't Stop Dreaming in the Chariots of Fire next week. How did he go last night? They've also got Sooner the Better there. So we'll talk to them in the first segment. Southern Man or Southern People segment will involve one of our race meetings today. We do head to Cromwell for the Wyndham Club's Day 2. They had their first one on Friday, and they've got an 11 race program underway, 12.07. We'll speak to the country's leading rainsman, Blair Orange, about what chances he has today. He has numerous chances. We'll then talk to Kimberly Butt, who's on Leicester in the Fruit Bowl, their feature race today. So we'll have a chat to her about not only that horse, but a horse called Tane JJ, who was very unlucky on the first day. Then we'll catch up with Josh Dickey. Yes, he's back in town. A man who drove a whole lot of winners before heading to Melbourne with his partner, Sammy Kilgour. They tried it over there, didn't quite work. He's come back, along with Sammy, and he's working for the Stonewall team now, the Telfer team, and... uh, yeah, he's doing a magnificent job, is young Joshua. Well, not so young these days. And we'll back it all up with uh, Matt Peden to talk about all the odds for today, but also going forward to races like the Chariots and the Miracle Mile, because, of course, Leap to Fame went to the Newcastle Mile on Friday night and dealt them a lesson too, and he's the favourite just ahead of Don't Stop Dreaming for the big one on the 9th of March. We'll flip things around, go with Scott Phelan first, and let's start by listening to how Sooner the Better went last night off the back of his very good run in the Hondo Grattan. As heads were turned for home, and Don Hugo needs plenty of racing room. 27 9 the quarter, and the leader goes for home. It's sooner the better in front. Our Vinny, Don Hugo, runs up on the inside with Neptune. Further out, dangerous. They're all trying to get to sooner the better, who's at the moment staving them off. But here comes Don Hugo. Goes bang! Don Hugo. It needed the run, it needed the luck, it needed the racing room, and it got it. Don Hugo overpowers sooner the better. So Don Hugo just getting to sooner the better that attempted to lead up the long straight there at Menangle. They did go 151.6. Sooner the better is co-trained by Scott Phelan, who's very kindly taken his time out of his morning in Sydney. Uh, morning to you, Scott. Yeah, morning, Greg. Thanks so much for your time. Been a busy week, mate. Gee, you've been getting around the traps from a week ago at Caraca, a couple of days in Christchurch, now you're in Sydney. When you put your head down, you must wake up and think, where am I now? <laughs> yeah, I know, you're not wrong, yeah. Emma was kindly to, uh, kind enough to wake me up this morning with Jai, so um, that was good of her. Yeah, oh, well, well, you are certainly uh, in Sydney with a couple of big bangers, and one of those was sooner the better last night. Probably had his chance to win, although Don Hugo for Luke McCarthy is no slouch, and he's just so honest, sooner the better. He never goes a bad race, and he didn't go one last night, but were you and Barry hoping and thinking that he could win? Yeah, no, I thought if we if we could get across, and um, which we did, you know, I thought he, he'd have his chance to win, So, um, and, and he certainly did give him, give him a 
a great run in front, and um, he had his chance, but there was just probably just that one better on the night, that's all. Yeah, he's still got a very honest race, and I see the field has been announced for the big one next week, the Chariots of Fire, and the mission accomplished there, because he is in what is going to be a very deep race, and one thing we know with him, though, Scott, is he, he is so genuine, it doesn't seem to matter what he lines up against. If he gets the right sort of run, he's absolutely a lock for top four. That's what he's shown so far in his career. Yeah, no, that's exactly what he, he always puts on 100%, and um, he can generally generally put himself in the race. So, um, yeah, look, he's got a lot for him, but, I mean, there's, there's a few pretty good horses in there. So, um, you know, it'll be a great race, that's for sure. Yeah, all eyes tomorrow will be on the barrier draw. Uh, better be the best, who we'll get to very shortly. Uh, the likes of Don't Stop Dreaming, who won last night, uh, Rock and Roll Hammer, uh, Sure Thing Captain. It's it's going to be one of the one of the great chariots. Uh, you also have taken Merlin. He's known as It's Merlin across there, and he did this last night. See what better be the best has got left. 27 6 the quarter. Swings the bend two metres on. It's Merlin. On the inside is Rock and Roll Hammer. About to come to the outside was a sure thing captain running a mighty race. But the leader better be the best. He gets to work. It's Merlin. Down the outside, sure thing captain pegs as Rock and Roll Hammer. But it's better be the best in front. It kicks away. Better be the best. See you next week. Better be the best. Too good. Goes home to beat. It's Merlin, third's a camera, sure thing, captain or rock and roll. So that was a better be the best, uh, taking out the Cordina Chicken's uh, pale face Adios. Uh, he beat It's Merlin, as he's known over there. You were beaten by a, a very talented horse, uh, Scott, but the wee guy, who's not so wee these days, uh, must have made you proud. He, he was super. They don't, they don't often sit parked in... Well, they went 149.8, which is exactly what Better Be The Best ran the previous week, and your guy had to sit parked. Um, yeah, he, he went terrific first up. Yeah, look, yeah, I was really wrapped with the run, and, and especially the way he came through it. So um, from the draw, it wasn't going to be easy, and, and Zach did this, uh, all he could. You know, he, he just got around as cheaply as he could, and, um, you know, he, he stuck to his guns. So he's going to benefit after having that. That look at the track, that's for sure. And, um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm really looking forward to next week. That's the most important thing. You, you, you're suggesting that uh, he's come through the run in, in great order and he does tend to thrive off racing, doesn't he? He does, yeah. He sort of he steps up every time, you know, he gets so fast. So, um, look, he will benefit from it, um, no doubt. So, um, yeah, but there, as, as we say, look, there's, there's a lot of good horse in there. Don't stop dreaming of Frankie Ferocious and, and better be the best, you know. So, yeah, it's going to be a really good race. Yep, it absolutely is. Barrier draw tomorrow afternoon, uh, New Zealand time, so we'll all be uh, keeping an eye out on that. And it's going to be crucial, isn't it? What what would you like for your two guys? Because uh, we know in the derby, sooner the better drew to the inside of Merlin. Merlin got the lead. Um, what what would you hope for? What What's the best-case scenario for your two and and it doesn't have and it doesn't always work out the way you want it to, but sometimes it doesn't matter either, Scott. No, no, exactly. Look, if you sort of got a one to four draw, you you'd be pretty happy. You you're down there. You don't have to work too much to get get a spot anyway, wherever you may end up. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's going to be a pretty hard run race. It wouldn't surprise you if they broke forty eight or forty nine. So um, you know, at the end of the day, probably the best horse will win it anyway. If Merlin is successful in that race, uh, he'll get an invite to the Miracle Mile. Um, you probably 
haven't really had a yarn about that, have you? Because that'll just take care of itself if it takes care of itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, we're, we're sort of not too worried about looking too far ahead anyway. So, um, you know, what will be will be. And, um, yeah, we'll just get through, make sure he comes through the race good next week and we'll get him there first anyway and, um, and go from there. All right, we know during the week, sooner the better has been secured by the Hole in the Wall gang. Uh, Richard Cole's part of that, so that, that doesn't surprise me at all. Have there been any chats with the Merlin camp, and, and, and is it a possibility? Uh, for the for the Grins, you mean? For the Race by Grins, yep. Yeah, he's got a slot with, with Sins, I think. Yep, um, yeah, that's right. No, yeah, sorry, so, oh, my yeah. apologies. He's already locked in, yes. Yeah, yeah, he is, yeah, yeah. So, look, yeah, he's, it's exciting for him to get in, into that race, you know, and, and it's sort of building up to be a pretty good race. So, oh, mate, um, the depth to that. What about the race night there at Cambridge? You've been going to Cambridge for a long time, Scott. <laughs> the, 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 the two races we're going to have there, the trot slot, the tab trot, and this race by Grins, um, it'll, it'll be a night for the ages, won't it? Just, just even with still slots to be filled in both races. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it is pretty exciting, and it's good to have the Trans Tasman rivalry there. You know, it creates a lot of interest, and it's obviously good for the punter and good for the industry. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a very good um, night what they've put together, and yeah, we're looking forward to it. All right, you've had a busy week. Um, you guys have been at the sales both at Karaka and, of course. Uh, down in Christchurch. Tell me what you and Barry were able to secure in the end, and um, you, the beautiful thing for you now going to the sales, and, and it's brilliant to be associated with Barry and Katrina, and you and I have discussed this many times, they've given you a pathway and an opportunity, and, and that's fantastic. But when you go to a sale with someone who's been so successful at selecting yearlings with Barry, you must have gleaned so much off him, and now you've got the backing of the Dean Shannons of this world. Um, you can get what you want, Scott. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly right. You know, um, Barry said for the last few years, we, we just want to target a small select group of horses and, and just try to get the ones we really want. So, um, um, yeah, that's, that's the way we've, we've sort of targeted it from now and um, hopefully it works out for the next couple of years and we, when we race them. So, um, yeah. But it is, it, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot of fun, that's for sure, looking at them and... Um, determining which ones you put on your shortlist. Yep, absolutely. Hey, mate, I'll let you go. You've got things to do. Congratulations on the way the pair went last night. Uh, looking forward to what might unfold tomorrow, barrier draw-wise, and obviously in the chariots next Saturday. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thank you. All right, that's uh, Scott Phelan, trains alongside Barry Purden. Barry's brother, Mark, is in Australia too, and this is what Don't Stop Dreaming did last night. About to cut the ribbons on this leader. Third quarter, 29-2. Second is line up third. On the outside as they swing in as Let's Rock and Roll and Magician. But as they straighten up, don't stop dreaming the leader. Just lugged up the track of shade. There's a run for Magician. Line up's trying to stay on. And getting home inside of those is expensive ego. But the leader, don't stop dreaming. He's barely flinched on it. And don't stop dreaming is going to go home and beat Magician. Big run line up third. And then came Let's Rock and Roll expensive. And we're very lucky to be joined on line by co-trainer of uh, this outstanding four-year-old and don't stop dreaming, Mark Purden, trains with his uh, son Nathan. Morning to you, Mark. Good morning, Greg. 
Yeah, thanks so much for your time, mate. He was superb the week before, and last night didn't look like he got out of second gear, winning again at Menangle. He's right on target for the Chariots next week. Yes, yeah, it was just a nice run, actually, Greg. He, you know, just from from start to finish, really. He, uh, he got away with a couple of nice sectionals, but he breezed over that last half really strongly, and, and particularly the last quarter. Now, you hadn't seen him for a couple of weeks, 10 days. Um, had he come on since you saw him in Auckland with that run last week? And is he exactly where you need him for what's going to be uh, an epic addition of uh, the Chariots of Fire? Because there's four, five, six winning chances on paper, Mark. So uh, he's going to need to be at his best. Yes, yeah. I think looking at him pre-race, he, he looked like he'd done good since his last run. And... Um, you know, and I think last night's run will just top him off. But uh, you know, it's it's going to be a race where I think a lot will come down to the draw. As you as you say, there's five or six really smart four-year-olds that are going to participate in the race. Mark, um, if he lines up and, and wins or runs second, and he does get an invite to the Miracle Mile, that could mean four races in in succession. Does that worry you at all, or is he the type of horse that'll handle it? No, he's the type of horse that'll handle it, and um, you know, as a, you know, from the Hunter Cup, uh, that was a good run. But he just came through it so well that that was the decision we made to start him in the Honda Grattan. Uh, so, so racing, he's, he thrives on the racing, and, and still being a, uh, a stallion, like he, he, he probably gets through it a little bit better. Yep. Oh, well, we just uh, spoke to Scott Feeling. You would have seen Merlin last night. He couldn't have gone much better first up. He's a clear threat. Frankie Ferocious has been low flying there. Better be the best is a very, very good horse. Um, and there's a, a couple of others that, that uh, will threaten as well. So uh, it's going to be a terrific contest next week. What do you hope for barrier draw-wise, Mark? Um, what, what would be ideal for him? Yeah, well, inside some of those favoured runners, really, Greg. I think uh, you know the, num- the names you just mentioned there. Like any one of them that could could lead, would be very, very hard to beat. So, uh, preferably a draw that's inside those favoured runners. <laughs> All right, you've got a horse over there for the Derby. Did you take We Walk by Faith? I think I've got that right. Did he go over there for the Derby? Well, yes, he arrives today, actually, Greg. So right, um, yep. He's- been in uh, been in Auckland for the week at Pukekohe, and uh, uh, all reports he trained really well yesterday. So uh, looking forward to turning up uh, later later today. All right, so he's got uh, a derby heat on Saturday night, and uh, all things being equal, he'll be through uh, to the derby the following week. Uh, let's leave Australia. Talk about self assured who secured uh, his slot, so he'll be. The first horse to line up in all three of the race by Grins, which is fantastic. Joining Merlin, who I mucked up before, but yes, he has been secured by this station, SENZ. Uh, sooner the better, and uh, better Eclipse, obviously, Leap to Fame won the Newcastle Mile, and there's plenty of talk about uh, him picking up a slot. Don't, uh, don't Stop Dreaming, I suppose, is potentially in the mix there, Mark. Um, Oscar Bonavina secured uh, your slot this week, which uh, I think is fantastic to take on the three Aussies. So just speaking to Scott about that night at Cambridge, as many years as you've been going there, Mark, um, I don't know that we're going to have the depth of quality in those two races that we've ever seen before at Cambridge Raceway. No, I think it's going to be a very, very exciting night. And, uh, it's a real credit to David Branch, I think. It was, uh, you know, he, he really put this together and... Uh, 
you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a wonderful night's racing. Yep, it certainly is. Hey, mate, we'll let you go. We've taken enough of your time this morning. Appreciate you coming on and giving us an update. Good luck with the barrier tomorrow and in the build-up to next Saturday night. No doubt we'll be talking to you uh, again on Trot's Talk at some stage. Good, Greg. Thank you. That's Mark Purden. Mark trains with his son, Nathan. Don't stop dreaming winning last night. We walked by faith, uh, adding to their arsenal for uh, an assault on the derby over there. Uh, and obviously news around self-assured and Oscar Bonavina this week securing their slots. Time for a break here on Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. On the other side, it'll be our Southern Person segment as we look at the feature harness meeting today out of Cromwell. I'm a Southern man, and I'm so brilliant. I got the South in my blood, and I'm going to be here till I'm dead well Yes, it is our Southern Person segment, and the country's leading rainsman joins us on the line, getting up and down the country, as he invariably does, uh, Blair Orange. Morning to you, Blair. Yeah, morning, Greg. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm excellent, thank you. Hope you're travelling well, because travelling is the operative word here. You've been uh, getting around in the last couple of weeks, as is the norm with you. Uh, just want to go back to Thursday, and the old bloke, Heisenberg, he hadn't won for nearly a year. Now he's gone back to back. Must have been super to drive a, a horse that, well, went through the derbies. He started in New Zealand Cup, and he's just a little bit rejuvenated at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert and Tina and Johnny, they've done a great job with this old boy, Greg, and, you know, such a gentleman to drive, and, you know, he's a bit of a stalwart now of the game, and, you know, it's great to see him in form, and, um, yeah, it's great, great for the owners too, and, you uh, yeah, as I say, it's just a real gentleman to, gentleman to sit behind. All right, you grabbed a couple yesterday, one for Hayden Cullen, team going well, Indiana Arden, and uh, Miss Yo for Jack Harrington. Let's get into your chances today, uh, Blair. Whispering Majestic in the first race on the program, $11 into $8.50, and uh, this breed, if you like, and also for Noel Taylor. You've, you've won a few races for that combo. Yeah, that's right. No and I've had a good uh, association, Greg, and you know, won quite a few races throughout the years. And uh, this guy's due to win one, whether it's today or not, I'm not sure, but um, he will be winning one at very short notice. All right, gets his chance over 1800, and the first goes at seven minutes past 12. Blair Orange talking to us about his chances today. Breenie's rock and roll in race number two. Yep, don't mind this one, Greg. I know it's got a bit of an average draw, but it's not a not a great field, mate, and. Uh, it was probably just, just an average drive when I drove it at Gore last week, so I really hit the line well, and uh, I know it's only a sprint trip again, but uh, definitely a good winning chance. All right, that one trained by Lyndon Bond. Taxman, well, he was at the All-Stars about six or seven years ago. Um, he's still punching around. Look, his form isn't that great. I know he's been, um, has the ability to get off the gate very quickly. And Have you driven him before for Eddie Murphy? Yeah, I had a few goes on this one, Greg. He's, uh, yep. I think most riders have. He's been around that long, and <laughs> yeah, he's just an old, he's just an old war horse, but one pace. So, yeah, it's hard to make a case for him, Greg. But racing's a funny game. You never know. Bismarck Duplessis in race number four has made a good fist of uh, racing two thirds to date, and the run on the first day would suggest from a handy barrier draw must be pretty hard to beat. Yeah, he's actually got a bit of a motor, this guy, Greg, but he just hasn't got the ring craft yet. He's uh, 
quite a nervous horse and does quite a bit wrong in his racing. So once he sort of gets himself uh, into the right frame of mind and learns what it's all about, you know, he, he's going to win one, win more than one or two. So hopefully today it can be his first one. And as you said, it was a really nice run the first day. And if he can find the front and, and control the race, I think he'll take a bit of catching. Blythe in race number five, the consistent mare for Lyndon Bond, always a chance, has come up $3 today. Yeah, racing very good form, this one, Greg. Uh, manners have been the key to it lately. It uh, used to get a bit fired up and a bit cantankerous, but been been pretty good lately. So as long as she brings in manners again, she's always a, a definite each-way chance. All right, Panamu in race number eight for B Gray, Brett Gray, and this one won at uh, Riverton a couple of starts ago. Front row draw, but whitish over the 1800. Yeah, it won't be easy. There's a bit of gate speed inside us here, Greg, so probably going to have to take our chances and hope for a little bit of luck through the run. So, yeah, it might be, might be one for a gold coin anyway. All right, your last three drives. Kings down Adam for John Morrison. Sally Lindini, who's well on the market at 480 and racing well in the Orange Ruffy. Do we go right down the middle there with Sally? Is she the best of those three? Yeah, she is, Greg. She uh, just drove her last two starts and she, she raced very well. And pretty sure she's in foal. So, you know, she's racing good, good being mum at the moment. And, uh, yeah, she's off the front with obviously Maui 30 behind today. But... Uh, she got close the first day, Greg, so hopefully, uh, you know, we can set her a wee way in front of them early and she pays, and, you know, she's a genuine chance again. And in the last, I've seen uh, Wolfie's put the blinds on the Orange Ruffies. Probably just hasn't been racing as well as he can. Uh, they did have a bit of time for him, Greg, but his form just tapered off a bit, so blinds on today, that tells me that uh, we'll be being positive, and with the gate speed, um, it'll be catch me if you can. All right, you're honing in on 2,700 winners. Can you win one today? What's the best of them? Uh, probably my two trotters, Craig. Oh, all three trotters, actually, I drive today. Yep. Um, all right. Whispering I've Majestic, Blythe, yep, and Sally Lindini. Yeah, yeah, they all, all three of them, pretty nice horses, Greg, and uh, all three can uh, put their hand up and win today if things pan out. All right. Appreciate your time. Dollar ninety-five favourite for the Drivers Challenge. We wish you well. Cheers, Greg. All right. That's Blair Orange there. Driving also at Cromwell today is Kimberly Butt. She's kindly joined us on uh, the line. Hello, Kim. Good morning, Greg. Yep. Thanks so Good much uh, for your time and uh, your chances today. Kick off in the first uh, with Portelli. Uh, missed out at both uh, Methvin and last start as well, Portelli, uh, which was on the first day. But if we go back three starts, that Blenheim performance, he'd be right in this. Yeah, definitely. Um, we were really happy with him after his Blenheim trip both days. I think he had a third yep. and a second and, um, you know, he was doing things right. And, and yeah, we were really happy with him. And then he's just, just gone a wee bit of miss the last last couple. He's been struggling to get around the bend. So we've actually changed a wee bit of gear just to um, try help him steer a bit straight around those bends so if he can trot all the way I definitely think he's a good top four chance. All right speaking of top four Tane JJ should have been in the top four on the first day had heaps of luck though Kim just all bad. Yes yeah no like sort of we're handing up three cents but um, all the rest in front of us stuck on enough uh, that meant we weren't able to get a gap and yeah we ended up just pushing for the line um, 
trying to find a gap. So he definitely would have run in the money. It's hard to say how close he would have got. Um, but, yeah, he definitely would have run in the money. So if we can sort of land handy again and for the clear air, I, I think he's another really good chance. All right, you've got I Love You and uh, Olive's Dream in races seven and eight. Best of those two? Uh, probably Olive's Dream slightly. Um, the Trotter, yeah, we're just still figuring her out a wee bit. Um, again, we've put the anti-choke uh, device on her today. Just just think she was struggling with her breathing the other day. So um, if she can do things right and improve, she's a chance. And Olive's Dream's just a lovely wee honest mare, but she's drawn the car park. So she'll need a lot of luck to go her way, but we know she'll try hard right to the finish. And um, to see her run in the top four again wouldn't surprise. BP to go, Cromwell Fruit Bowl handicap. You drive this horse, Lester, who you've got a great association with. Terrific run the first day. Uh, wouldn't need to go much better to go close. Uh, but you've got to take on Pinseeker here. It'll be an interesting conversation, I'm sure, building into the race. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Lester's he's just been a great wee horse. Um, the Stapletons and Paulette's screen. He's just as honest as they come. And um, last night we actually drove him a little bit differently. We normally drive him um, for a fair bit of luck, and that's, he does suit that a bit more. But um, just the way the race worked out the other day, uh, we were able to find the front. Um, but today it sort of goes back to a bigger field, and yeah, the likes of Pinseeker and that coming in fresh. Um, huge respect around him and um, what he's done in his career so far. And obviously, I know, know at home how, how good he is. So um, yeah, it'll, if we can get away safely and um, same thing, be handy on the turn, he'll, he'll definitely give them something to think about. All right, a couple of really good drives, Tane, JJ and Lester today. Thanks so much for your time. Kimberly. really appreciate you coming on Trot's Talk. No, anytime. Thank you, Greg. All right, that's Kimberly Butt. Of course, her father, uh, one of the more famous drivers that we've ever had uh, in this country and across Australasia, Anthony and she's inherited plenty of that talent too she's nearly driven 160 winners alright, time for us to take another break, on the other side we're going to catch up with Joshua Dickey who's uh, back in town as we continue Trot's Talk on this Sunday morning Welcome back into Trot's Talk, yes brought to you by Harness Racing New Zealand all things you need to know about this great game go to hrnz.co.nz Blokes back in town by the name of Dickie Joshua. He's been doing this lately quite often. Wooshka DJ Rock, they measure motors coming to the turn. Three lengths, Margarita back on the inside, Caulfield. They're followed then by He's a Sure Thing out wide. Ahal Lucius finishing hard. 150 left to go, DJ Rock and Wooshka. They're in a fine stout share, 100 to go. DJ Rock edges clear from Wooshka, who's fighting on valiantly, but it's DJ Rock. DJ Rock too good. Second over will be Wooshka. Now the third across is... DJ Rock, one of three winning drives for Joshua Dickey at Cambridge on Friday night. He very kindly joins us on the line. Very good morning to you, Josh. Morning, Greg. Great to be joined with you, mate. Yeah, and it's excellent to have you back in the, the country, you and Sammy, uh, back in New Zealand. We'll get to the reasons why very shortly, but, mate, you've hit the ground running. Yeah, you've only had about 60 drives for 14 wins, so... I suppose it couldn't have started any better, your return, the return of Joshua Dickey for one of a better term? Yeah, no, it was, it's a great start, Greg. Um, you know, the, the plan was to sort of hit the ground running, but, um, you know, the first sort of four to six weeks have, have been, you know, a bit better than that, really, and, and you've just been lucky with the, the stock that I've been able to drive, and, and um, they've been very well placed, and, you know, it makes my job easy, but, um, you know, as, as I say, I wanted to come back home and, and um, hit the ground running as, as well as I could. 
All right. For those who don't know, you're working for the Telfer setup at Stonewall, and um, I've been to the northern base and I've watched it because it's only about 500 metres from where I am. The development of the southern base, and when you go over the previous three sales years, three or four years that Steve Stockman has got heavily involved. No better time to be uh, pinch hitting for them and driving for them, particularly in the north. But um, some of the stock you're going to get to drive, um, it's about as as good as you could hope for. Well, it is, Greg. It's it's pretty exciting. Um, you know, from from my point of view, the, the the standard of stock is it's quite you know unbelievable. Um, and, and you know, when you look into the future with with what's to come through, it's you know it's. It's quite awesome, really. Um, it gives you a, a lot of encouragement, and you know, even the horses that have just turned three yet, some of them, you know, haven't quite, um, you know, made the races yet. There's still still a lot of nice horses to come through, and and um, from a driver's point of view, when you you get to sit behind stock like this, and you know, one day maybe these yearlings or two-year-olds, they could turn into a, a New Zealand Cup horse that that we all dream of driving. Molly Bellwin, DJ Rock, who we just heard win, and Precious Bet were winners uh, on Friday night. Let's just go back a step and talk about going to Melbourne and trying things over there. And obviously, it's where Sammy's from, so you know you, you wanted to have a crack at that. It just didn't quite pan out for you guys. So when was the idea of potentially coming home? I suppose talked about. Uh, it was talked about a lot last year. Um, we had you know, numerous phone calls with Steve Telfer um, and and we talked about a few things over a, a period of months, um, you know, something that would suit, you know, the pair of us, Sammy and I and Steve and Amanda Telfer that, you know, that we could work in together and, and sort something out. Um, yeah, the, the the whole thing in Melbourne, it, it didn't quite work out, but like we're still not disappointed. Um, we just probably, you know, things just didn't quite go our way at times, but that's just how it is, you know, and we're not bitter about that. Um, you know, we give it a crack and, you know, we got to a point there one day and we, you know, we were, um, sort of didn't have the numbers we'd wanted and, and we just thought, well, um, maybe we'll, Steve had been contacting me, maybe we'll just talk into it a bit more and, and, and see what we can come up with. And um, the picture started to get painted pretty clear um, after a wee while and, and um you know the the opportunity for what they wanted me to do, and then obviously Sammy, uh, they had some exciting ideas for her, and and um, so we just thought, yeah, why not um, come home and and um, start a new chapter, um, yep. something that um, we we haven't um, done before, you know. Oh, well, I, I think long term, and and when you do look back on going over there, you had to go. What, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with going, going, seeing, thinking that, that uh, you know, the opportunities might unfold. They don't. So you knew this was always going to be here. Your dad's still heavily involved, as we know, and you've already driven a winner for him since you've come back. And there's a horse there that goes okay that um, the other bloke who's been driving him sort of spun around last night on Merlin. So Old Town Road, um, I, I, I'm guessing that you'll be, you'll be driving him. Uh, yeah, which, the time being, Zachary's still on. Um, and right. We're just we're just until waiting, they um, clash, obviously. Until, yeah. Until they until they clash, and and then um, I'll hop back on, um, which is exciting. But um, yeah, he he's a lovely horse, as you know, Greg. Um, he, he's he's had a, he didn't have the greatest season last year with things going wrong, and 
um, you know, Dad's pretty happy with him over the last couple of weeks. He trialled well yesterday, and uh, David Butcher actually drove him. I drove one of Alta Wise guy for Stonewall, and um, I think David sort of was putting his hand up to drive him too, I think. So, um, <laughs> he'd, he'd mentioned we should change the Z to a D, and I said, no, we need to change it to a J. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's it's great rivalry, um, Zachary, and, and Merlin was unbelievable last night. But, um, you know, if we can get on Old Town Road, you know, um, one of these big races, it'd be pretty cool just for Dad and I and Ben Calder. Yep, absolutely, Ben and Karen. Um, has there been discussions around, you know, slot holders? Um, is, is is there anything close with him? Uh, well, it's a race that um, Dad's very keen to go to. Um, you know, at the moment, um, there's a few ideas floating around, Greg, but, um, you know, that's something that Ben and Karen and um, and Dad will, will sort out. If You know, if something pops up, I'll you know, just leave that with them and... and um, yep. They'll, they'll sort it out, but it, you know it is a race they'd like to go into. And as I say, that I'm sure if they're talking to someone, um, you know, they'll, they'll know about it and they'll let us know when when we need to know. Yep, I'll be surprised if he's not there. He was second last year and he wasn't right, so we know how very fast he can be. So I look forward to seeing him in the third running of the race by Grins. Let's get into your drives today. Race number one. Now you won't know this, but. You're driving President Flinton, who we bred, as in Karen and I and her mum, and raced out of Todd Mitchell's stable for a wee while. And um, the last couple of starts, you've had a steer on him. Um, he's not very fast. I used to drive him, Josh, which probably hasn't helped his career. Um, but, but you're on him in race one today. Uh, he just keeps going the same speed, so you've got to get somewhere near the front, I would imagine. You probably, yeah. The couple on the front there... Um I think the one Ben's driving, I just forget the horse's name off the top of my head, um, it, it seems to just trot away and bowl along, which makes it hard. But, um, yeah, he, he'll, he'll just keep ticking along, as you say, Greg, just at the same speed and, and that. Um, I think um, the Coppins team are happy with him, and, and um, it's always a pleasure driving for them, mate. They're very positive people, and, um, you know, as I say, it's um, he should give a good account of himself if he's sort of trotting along even enough quarters, I think. Yep, it's better be now, that one you were talking about of uh, Ben Butchers. $8 for President Flinton in race one. The odds about the next three aren't as lucrative. Let's talk about Delightful Chick in race number three. It's for Steve and Amanda. You've got barrier one. It's obviously a drop back from Alexandra Park last time behind Ultimate Racy Girl. Expectations with the Philly by Better's Delight is that she should take a bit of beating. I think she will. Uh, she was probably a little bit under par last start, albeit racing that good filly of Barry's in Scots. Um, and, yeah, Steve's sort of taken his time a bit with her since she's last raced. Uh, I felt her trial the other day was really good. There's oh, there only four or five minutes, but she was giving the eventual winner four or five lengths head start at the quarter, and I've only got beaten the nose. Um, my fractions were good home. Um, I think with how she's come on since then, trial underneath her now, um, yeah, barrier draw. She's got a lot of positives going into today, Greg. So, um, very speedy little filly. So, um, yeah, I, I think she should be close enough. All right, two forty into two dollars for her. Let's go to race number four and Seaside Rose. Last time she was at Cambridge, you were aboard. She was winning. She again went to Alexandra Park and behind Artisan wasn't beaten far. Looks the better the day in so many. Uh, respects and comes up with a beautiful barrier draw of two in race number four. She does, and if you get real through through that field she raced last time, um, 
you, you wouldn't find a bad one in it. Um, the, the, you know, it was just a strong Phillies, Phillies and Mares race at Auckland. Um, she was going to be in it just till 100 out, and Steve was probably just fractionally disappointed with how she finished off. We sort of thought she could run a place from the draw that night, and um, she was, felt like she was going to just to the last 100. And, you know, when you analyse it, she's only, you know, less than a few lengths away from, from the winner and second, third, and fourth. And as I say, if you reel off those names, they're not bad. And now she drops back to Cambridge. Um, you know, no disrespect for the runners today, but, you know, just on form. Um, I just feel she fits in here really well. She seems to get off the gate well. She likes the track. Uh, another one with plenty of positives. Yep, absolutely. And uh, she'll be a multi-anchor for most. And you're right about that uh, that field, Josh. It was <laughs> it was full of uh, full of horses you'd love to own. Uh, Coastal Babe, obviously, Oldermont Racy Girl, Kiss, Treacherous Baby. Uh, no, there isn't a bad one there. Even Wallflower, uh, who's shown plenty down this way. Your last drive is uh, Prince Mickey in race number six. Uh, been racing down the line. A winner three starts are back at Otaki. But the couple of Hara runs were good. You've got to come off the second row here. Um, might need a little bit of luck too. I see it'll be hard to beat, but you're not without a chance. No, not without a chance at all. He's a very genuine little horse. He um, he does brush a knee, which doesn't help him. But um, his runs at Hara were good. He, he he had trips to win both days, but you know um, he, he the way he sort of was in those races. He was racing horses that had won, you know, five or six races, and and you know they beat him um, home, but they didn't beat him by much. And um, I just felt, you know, he'd only had a couple of starts before that. I felt like he, he tried hard and, and, he, and he wasn't far away. Um, he probably needs to run a little bit today, I think. Um, he, he, two of the back rows are a good draw. I think he follows Bet West, I think, which is another runner that uh, looks to be one of the ones to beat. Um, but he's very genuine. I thought his work through the week looked great. He, he looks great himself. Um, if, if I could just get a good tempo in front of me, I think that would suit him a lot and um, you, you'll see him finishing late, but um, I just I don't know if he's quite ready to be put into the race, um, you know, early. Yeah, but as I say, if, I, if they're running good tempo, he's he is good enough to get over top of them. All right, sounds like a pretty decent sort of uh, a day. Only on a small day there at Cambridge with the seven drives and uh, the dominant one amongst them appears to be Seaside Rose. Hey, Joshy, thanks so much for your time. Brilliant to have you and Sammy back in town, and uh, you're doing some some awesome things out of Stonewall. I'm sure they're wrapped to have you too, mate. And we wish you well today. Yeah, I appreciate appreciate it, Greg, and as I say, I appreciate the the opportunities that I'm getting from Stonewall and and not just them as well. The, you know, Dad, um, you know, Dad's got a couple of nice ones coming through and um, just to be back on the racetrack back at home and and saluting the judge it's pretty cool mate beautiful that is uh, Joshua Dickey there and uh, he'll be at Cambridge this afternoon time for another break on the other side we will catch up with Matthew Peden to talk all things odds with the TAB in your home straight on Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. Regular to the show is Matthew Peden from the TAB. He's joined us uh, this morning. Morning to you, Matthew. Hello, Gregory. Great to be joining you once more. All right. We're going to do uh, harness uh, meetings this afternoon. Cromwell, 11 race card there, 7 out of Cambridge. Uh, the money, wow, going in the fruit bowl behind uh, Pinseeker, who's done very little wrong in three starts today. Yeah, Greg, and final reports, a really sharp workout from Penseca last week at Methven at the Mount Hud Trotting Club Trials meeting. $4 we put up yesterday, straight into $2.40, just edged back out in the last 10 minutes uh, to $2.50, but uh, if the money's anything to go by, he's going to be really hard to beat. 
Yeah, hardest horse for him to beat would be Leicester, and we just spoke to Kimberly Butt, and she said what I've seen at home, um, he's pretty serious, this horse, so uh, she fe- felt that he was the one to beat for sure, so there's been multiple big bets on him, as there has been on Fiery Bandito in race number five, and we've seen this before with the son of Majestic Sun out of Kirsten Green's barn, and normally it comes off. Yeah, he was really good two starts ago at Winton, he, he settled back and Kirsten sort of just ambled around patiently, and and got outside them at about the 500 and just was uh, was too strong. And I think the market thinks if he can put that performance together again, he's in the right grade to uh, to be extremely hard to beat into $2.40, and they're still taking that price. All right. The other one that's been heavily backed uh, has been Tane JJ. Uh, look, no superstar this horse, but when you watch the replay uh, from Friday, just had a whole lot of luck, most of it bad. Yeah, he pushed him over the line. He uh, he looked like he would have uh, would have beaten him fairly easily had that run have come. But uh, put up two eighty yesterday into two dollars twenty, just back out to two thirty as Pinseeker is too. But uh, Nyla's been well stepped in the same race as well, six into four dollars and twenty cents, and can't write a bit for anything else. All right, Nether and Franco, the other one uh, heavily backed uh, four hundred and fifty at two eighty, and then two and a half thousand at two dollars. So. Uh, uh, that stable running red hot. What did you make of Menangle last night? The Kiwi invasion, sooner the better, I thought was good, but probably should have won. Merlin was outstanding, uh, better than the best. Uh, was just a little bit too good, but he'll derive plenty out of that. And obviously, Don't Stop Dreaming sets up one heck of a chariots of fire on Saturday night. Yeah, it's going to be one for the ages, Greg. And Merlin's an interesting one. First go at the track and, and to be able to work around the park and, uh, and to go as good as he did in 49, you'd think he'd only improve off it. It'd be interesting to see if they did have the ultimate race book over there, what his equivalent figures might have been. But, uh, yeah, Don't Stop Dreaming, still at the top of the market. He's into $2.10. Boosted odds at two thirty. if you want to take that option. Uh, Merlin, seven fifty. A bit of movement around better be the best who's into 11 from 21, but... Draw is going to be all dependent on the way that market looks before we go into next Saturday night. What did I call it? Better than the best? Better be the best? You knew the horse I was talking about anyway. It's $11, but yeah, I think at the big three, don't stop dreaming, Frankie Ferocious, and it's Merlin, as he is known over there. The barrier tomorrow afternoon, absolutely crucial. And leaning forward to the Miracle Mile, where Leap to Fame's $2.50, don't stop dreaming, $3. Frankie's at $5.50. Leap to Fame, awesome in the Newcastle Mile, wasn't he? But we expected him to do that. Um, he should have been able to win that race. Yeah, and Grant Dixon showed, uh, just showed what he thought of his ability in that field straight to the front and never looked back. But uh, it's going to be a, going to be an interesting race for the Miracle Mile. I, I sort of look at Leap to Fame as a horse that the better, further he goes, the better he is. And whether or not he's vulnerable at a mile with maybe a poor draws to be seen, but just happy to float him out there at 250 at the moment and see if we can get a bit of interest on him. But uh, it's going to be hard to see how he doesn't run favourite when we get to the Miracle Mile. All right, that's Matthew Peden from the tab. Thanks again, as always, Matt. Thanks, Greg. Good luck this other. All right, that's Matthew Peden. That's been Trot's Talk. Big thank you to all of our guests who have come on uh, today. Scott Phelan, Mark Purden, Kimberly Butt, Blair Orange, Josh Dickey and uh, Matt Peden. We'll talk to you in seven days' time. After the chariots, building into the Miracle Mile with all the domestic action as well. Big thank you to producer dude, Robbie. I'll talk to you in a week.